Hey everyone, this is Luke. I just wanted to talk to you real quick before uh, the episode here. Uh, there's about to be a warning very similar to this one, uh, immediately following it, explaining some audio problems with the episode. And in that warning, I uh, mistakenly said that Dustin was one of the guests on this episode, and that was inaccurate. Uh, the the guest that I meant to say was Tall. Uh, I did not double-check the audio before recording that message and just sort of did it off the top of my head, which I think will be pretty obvious given the pretty unfunny jokes that I just sort of rattle off there. Uh, and I could have re-recorded it with the right name and maybe better jokes, but... I thought it might be funny to just do this warning in front of that warning and then explain the, this bad joke inside of this bad joke as some kind of like I just I'm the my goal here is an infinite recursion of bad jokes and maybe you're into that. I hope so. Uh, if not, well, enjoy the following message about the quality of this episode. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Luke. Quick note about this episode. Uh, there are some audio problems in it. Uh, we had a new guest on, on this one, and there were some problems with their, like, sound calibration. Basically their microphone picked up everyone else talking through their headphones, which leads to, uh, Dustin and I having extremely echoey voices like we're talking through a PA. Um... I could have put a lot of time and effort into trying to smooth it over, and it still wouldn't really sound good, but since when is this show about quality? So I'm just giving it to you raw. That came out wrong. I'm not giving it to you raw. I'm not... I'm not gonna... Listen. I'm not gonna have sex with you without protection. That's not what I meant to say. I don't even know how to do that through the podcast medium. If you know, feel free to send an email to letsplace at letsplace.gov. That's, that wasn't even a funny joke. It's, it's late. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, enjoy this one as best you can, and then, uh, you know, we'll move on to next week where it sounds good. Okay, bye. Don't accidentally do things you'll later regret. Oh no, you did. Welcome to episode 33 of Let's Place. It never stops. There's just always more video games to place. That we're we're on our way to 200 now and that's still not even close to being done. I'm joined with as I frequently am with Tall. I'm here. Yeah, you are. And I've also got a new guest here named Tyler. Hello. Hello. We, uh, how many have we finished? 160? 160 games so far. And that's not enough. We got five more to add to this list. So we have picked four more games completely at random. And one game from a list of listener suggestions. So this episode we are ranking Trains Routes. Space Wars, Quack, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, and Time Dominator. So, starting at the top here with Trains Routes, this is the second game we've ranked that's 
replaced an S with a Z. I don't know what to make of that. I don't like that it replaces the S in trains, but not the S in routes. You think it should be routes? Yeah. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. What am I seeing here? Trains routes is a for Trains Railroad Simulator 2006. It features five new fictional routes to play on, including future Mars, the 19th century Midwest, and rural England. All right, well, Those are all very make... different places. Yes, yeah. Uh, I guess we need to make the decision now, though, then. Are we uh, ranking this separately, or are we just ranking Trains Railroad Simulator 2006? I think and... this is an add-on, not a standalone expansion, so we, we should okay. rank the original game. In that case, we're ranking Trains Railroad Simulator 2006, which is a 3D railroad simulator. The game comes with a series of in-game workshops to teach you all the basics of riding trains and everything around that. I like the idea that it teaches you how to ride a train rather than how to, like, conduct one. It's the most important part. Make sure to sit quietly. Don't let your arms or legs spread into the next seat over. Uh, you can listen to music on a low volume, but make sure that it's not bothering other people. <laughs> so get a very serious trains or who have finished the workshops, there are 21 interactive scenarios that can be played. Scenarios range from delivering cargo in time to transporting passengers in a tight time schedule. For more creative players, there's an atelier? A-T-E-L-I-E-R? Does anyone? I don't know that word. Okay, great. In which you can create your own maps and scenarios. The game comes with some 150 different locomotives and over 7,500 objects to place in your maps. Apparently it's the French word for workshop or studio. Okay, so was this game, like, released in France, or are they just trying to be fancy on us? Who are the Hmm. devs? Uh, Aron Games. They are Australian. So why are they talking French at me? The publisher is American. (laughs) Let's see. Through an online portal, many more objects can be downloaded for use in-game. You can control the game both in a simulation mode and a simplified mode. In a simulation mode, you have full control of your train, but in the simplified mode, some procedures have been simplified or automated. So this is like just a a train simulator, but it's not like the train simulator, like the one that's all the rage on Steam and shit. The one that's got like 10 grand worth of DLC. Yeah, or the I don't... 3DS ones. Yeah. Minimum 3DS? Yeah. Fuck. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there is... I have the credits for this game to the side, and apparently uh, three people worked on the programming, and four people worked on the art. So my guess is this is not a very big game. No. Two people worked on scripting, and only four worked on quality assurance. Yeah, this is a tiny little game. I find it difficult to believe that four people worked on this art. <laughs> they like it's, uh, part it's, time. It's not I'd the best. They probably. I mean, two thousand six. That was when the Xbox three hundred and sixty came out. It came out two thousand five. Even did it? Ah, oh. just don't look like no Dead Rising. But again, this is apparently a very small studio that worked on this game. It looks. Fine, considering the size of the It did come out in 2006 in Australia, though. Mm. Let's see, yeah. I, uh... 
Are you sure this is an Australian company? Because all these menus are in, like, German. I don't know, like, the Oran whatever, it says they're based out of the Gold Coast. Definitely an Australian place. I think you can build a roller coaster in this game for your train. Oh, oh really? That's, that's kind of cool. cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, Wait no, no, Gold Coast is in Africa. The Gold Coast? It's about an hour south of where I live. I mean, that's also in West Africa, though. Which Gold Coast is this located in? Well, it's, like, you look it up, and Oren.com on Google's got N3V Games, which is based out of Helensville, Queensland. Okay, that sounds like Australia. Yeah, it's, it's near where I live. <laughs> the Moby Games profile says Brisbane. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, that's... Gold Coast Bend now is South Brisbane. Yeah, that's Australia. I was excited about the idea that someone, there might be a game studio in the Gold Coast of Africa. That'd certainly be something. But, yeah. But that's not what we have here. We just have some Australians that were bad at making trains. You don't even know that they're bad at making trains. They, it doesn't look like they were good at it. Apparently it's the I same studio that made that Fury MMO that came out that no one played. I can say that these screenshots are not selling me on the idea of playing this game. They stopped making this game in 2009, which was right before the ironic train simulator got big. But then they made Train Simulator 12. Is that game appreciated ironically? I thought people like People genuinely get into that. Like the same people. The same people that make model trains are the people that that play Train Simulator. Yeah. Apparently, they made Train Simulator 12. Hmm. In 2011. Well, uh, Tyler, how do you think that Trains Railroad Simulator compares to My Sims Kingdom? A Wii game based on The Sims, which has been described to me as Animal Crossing crossed with Minecraft, but it looks way worse than that concept sounds. Mm, I don't know. I mean, in this one, you can make a roller coaster for the train. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, just, how are you voting? Oh, sorry. I just don't know how much more there is to it. I mean, if it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, how about you? I like the art style of My Sims Kingdom, so I vote for My Sims. Okay. I don't know what it okay. looks like. I don't think I know. Yeah, I think this seems... If these are both games that you can be sort of creative in, I will say that the, the creatable scenarios and stuff in Railroad Simulator sounds a little more interesting to me. But then so, again, My Sims Kingdom, I just looked at it, that is the most adorable art style. I gotta go for that. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, I won't say it's not cute. If we're, if we're judging the art of these games, My Sims takes it, but... I think mechanically I'm, I'm a little more interested in a railroad simulator. Not especially interested in either, but between the two, I'll go with the railroads. Uh, Alright, here we go. Uh, Tal, how does this compare to Forza Motorsport 3, which is a very simulation-heavy car game? Which would you rather simulate, cars or trains? Cars. Alright. Cars. Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, cars. Forza's just kind of a better game. Trains are for dorks. Uh, Tyler, how does this compare to, boy, yet another simulation, Universal Boxing Manager. This what the is a, fuck is that? <laughs> well, this is a browser-based game, you see, where, uh, you create a boxing manager and you allocate stats to him RPG style, and that dictates the ways in which you can manage your boxer. Uh, and all of the art 
looks like it is uh, uh, prefabricated models and art assets from Poser. Huh. That's... Hmm. So it probably ranks ahead of that, because that just sounds bizarre. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. It's a character to it, though. Does it? Hmm. Well... I mean, in the sense that... And I do like are. RPG stat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Take a look at it while Tall goes on. Let's see what I think. <laughs> okay, sure. Tall, how are you voting? I would rather manage a boxing manager than a train. Okay, okay. I feel like if you did a real good job managing a boxer, then people would start to say that they're a train. They just run everybody over. Like that, the coal train? Yeah, good enough boxer. Thing? I don't know. Yeah, this looks way better. I thought this was just going to be a really, like, shitty browser game, but this looks fucking pretty in-depth. I gotta Uh, go for the boxer. Okay. Alright. Universal Boxing Manager takes it. So, uh, Railroad Simulator keeps dropping. Tall, how does it compare to Blue Baron, the side-scrolling PC uh, 8-bit-ish uh, World War One game where you play as a fighter plane and you fly around and shoot down hot air balloons Balloon and accomplish missions. I'd rather play as an airplane than as a train. Okay, so we have now, in, in addition to ranking this video game, we have now ranked planes, trains, and automobiles, is what you're saying. Yes. Against one another, at the very least. Uh, Tyler, how are you voting? I gotta agree. Planes, man. So much nicer. Yeah, yeah. about the death of the American railway system. Let's please go on. I don't know anything about it. All right, great, good talk. <laughs> Tyler, how does it compare to Guilty Gear Two Overture, which is basically a Dynasty Warriors game based on Guilty Gear? That sounds amazing. Get this low. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go for Guilty Gear. Though. That sounds awesome. They made a sequel to Guilty Gear, and it's a MOBA. Well, it's really, I guess it's MOBA esque. I don't know. It didn't look very good. But I mean, it's like we watched some online matches. Just that that concept kind of, of Dynasty Warriors Guilty Gear. That sounds fucking. Cool. I, I I think they definitely deserve credit for just doing something totally different and making it number two. They put two in the name. Right, totally. Uh, yeah. It's got to be better than, like, trains. Okay, it sounds like Tall's also voting that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That means we're down to number 78. Tyler, how does it compare to X-Wong, a browser-based flash game where a wrecking ball is attached to your mouse and you have to swing it around to smash some crates that fly at you, and if they hit the actual mouse cursor, you lose, but you get points if you smash them with a wrecking ball. That actually sounds really fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That... Yeah, X-Wing's cool, I'm gonna vote for it. Yeah, I'm gonna go for that. That sounds awesome. Alright. Uh, okay, that means there's just one last game to compare this to. Tall, how does it compare to Full Throttle 1984, a motorcycle racing game for the PC, which had some pretty... Uh, innovative programming for its time that allowed you to let it like model curved roads from a realistic perspective. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm going to vote for it. Okay, and Tyler? As we've already established, automobiles are better than trains. So you got to go for that the motorbike. But I mean, a motorbike has half the wheels does it, as a car. Does that do, do anything? No. Nah. Alright. 
In that case, Trains Railroad Simulator. It didn't do really well, did it? Didn't do very well. It's at number 80, directly above My Sims Kingdom, directly below Full Throttle 1984. So, 2006 has really been the deer of the series. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we have up is Space Wars, which was an arcade game developed by Cinematronics Incorporated, which is a company name at the very least that I love. I'm getting a phone call. One moment. Blah, 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 blah. Space Wars for the Vec. No, for the arcade. I don't know why this says Space Wars then Vectrix. Uh, it was ported it was to the Vectrix. Vectrix in 1982. Uh, this game is dope. Okay, okay. It does well, sound tell me about good. it since you were apparently researching it while I was not. It is a spiritual sequel to the original Space War, one of the first video games. Oh, so you're saying this is a sequel in the sense of like Alien versus Aliens? Mm, they went from Space War to Space Wars. No, it's yes. Just- spiritual sequel okay there was a guy who apparently was just really obsessed with the original space war and decided to make a okay how do you play it um i'm seeing some numbers on a screen apparently it says there's two players control different ships and you had a bunch of different buttons one turned it left the other turned it right one pushed you Uh forward another one fired a shell and then the last one entered hyperspace, which causes the ship to disappear and reappear elsewhere on the playfield at random. That sounds pretty, pretty dope. Cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, but how pretty cool is it, we must ask ourselves in this day. So let's take a look. And place it. 181, look at number... Wait, not 181, 161. Whoops. So look at number 81. Tall, how does this compare to My Sims Kingdom? Space Wars was developed by one person who also developed his own custom hardware specifically to run it, so I'll vote for Space Wars. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll go for Space Wars here. It sounds pretty dope. Yeah, I, I will as well. So that means it jumps up to 41... <laughs> Tyler, how does it compare to Arabian Magic, the side-scrolling arcade beat-em-up with an Arabian theme where you do stuff like fly around on magic carpets and summon genies to fight other genies, and apparently it is better than Undertale as a video game. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I do so like magic. That, I gotta go right? for Arabian Magic. It sounds okay. sweet. Tall? Whereas Arabian Magic, like most arcade games, uh, charges money per life and therefore is designed to take your life as much as possible, mm-hmm. Space Wars has a more egalitarian payment system where <laughs> the duration of play is directly tied to the amount of money you put in. Oh, I see. So it's like a parking meter. Yeah. So a yes. quarter is apparently a minute and a half, and that stays I the see. same for every quarter you put in. 
So Space yeah. Wars is better than Arabian Magic, and it's better than Undertale. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think you've... S- <laughs> I, I can't speak to the Undertale issue, but comparing it to Arabian Magic, yeah, I can go with you on that. Okay, sure. Which I guess I mean I admit that it's better than Undertale also. <laughs> so, Tall, uh, how does it compare to Discworld Mud, a multi-user dungeon based on the hit Discworld franchise? Where does this fall into the history of MUDs? Uh, how do you mean? Oh, this is 1991? Early MUD, or...? Uh, let's take a look. It, it, oh, wait, is 1991 what you're seeing? Yeah, I'm... Let's see, Discworld MUD... Yeah, 91. Yeah, MUDs have been around for a while by then, so this is kind of another entry into a well-worn genre, whereas yeah, Space Wars was oiled. a pioneer... That's true. I'll vote for Space Wars. Okay, okay. Tyler. I do like Discworld. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably have to give it to Space Wars, though, because it's just... I mean, the guy made the hardware himself so he could play it. It's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. This is... And it's such early on as well. Right. Okay, in that case, Tyler, how does Space Wars compare to... The Eye of the Dragon, the strategy RPG game where you play as a dragon and you have, like, your different upgrade paths are Lightning Breath, Fire Breath, or Acid Breath, and you also have powers to manipulate the terrain to fight your enemies, and you gotta protect the humans from, like, an evil necro-dragon. I have to put it below that because I fucking love dragons. Okay. Tall? Luke, have you played Eye of the Dragon? I haven't gotten around to it yet. I, you know what? I had a free day to Any game where you can play as a dragon is just straight up better than a game where you can't play as a dragon. I, man, if I had thought to play it today, I totally would have. I forgot that that was a thing I had on my plate. Well, a space. Instead of just laid around on the floor listening to. or playing Pokemon all day. I'm gonna say that Space Wars is better than The Eye of the Dragon. <sighs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> Which means that Space Wars is now definitively broken into the top ten. It's a good game. This top ten does not stop getting shaken up. It's amazing. Tall, how do you think that Space Wars compares to Pokemon Yellow version? Speaking of how I spent my day, the uh, uh, arguably definitive version of the first generation of Pokemon games where... You start out with a Pikachu companion, but can pick up the other three so-called starter Pokemon along the way. Despite my personal attachment to Pokemon Yellow, yeah, it's the fifth version of a, a game. Sure. Whereas Space Wars is a pioneer of video games in general. Mm-hmm. So it is objectively superior. Okay. Tyler? Oh. I owned not one, but two copies of Pokemon Yellow. I loved it that much. Okay. I still have both of them. I gotta go for Pokemon Yellow. It's just, yeah, I played I, so much of that game. I think where your pioneering argument falls flat for me, Tall, is that reading the description of this game, it is basically asteroids with some extra bells and whistles and on it, it. And it's super cool that this guy built the hardware for it from the ground up. The, but... Yeah. The whole age thing asteroids. kind of falls apart for me because Wait, I'm 21. Asteroids, asteroids okay. is 1979. Yeah. This is 77. 
Oh, okay. That suddenly changes that argument. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. That, that it was basically is... the guy took the original Space War and made his own hardware so he could play it because that was a one of a yeah, kind. You thing. took my script and you flipped it. Is what you just did. <laughs> I flipped the script. Yep. Uh, so this this just seems like a better asteroids than what the fuck was asteroids doing. In that case, I gotta go with you on this. Making Space more money. It. Yes. I am nodding and smiling so hard at the list. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard right. for the guy to sell it because he asked for 50% of the profits. Mm. Which is quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it's one of those things where it sounds like a lot <coughs> compared to what other people were getting, but also that sounds totally fair. <laughs> considering he came up with all of it from the hardware and... In 1977 sides, as well. Which, in, like, 1977, there wasn't that much of a difference between hardware and software. Yeah. Uh, Tall, how do you think that Space Wars compares to Rocket League, the 2015 car soccer game with a uh, hyper-kinetic sort of gameplay where you have th- uh, three-on-three teams that drive cars that drive very fast and can go up walls and do crazy flips in the air and they knock around a giant soccer ball to score goals. I think the pure mechanical brilliance of Rocket League is enough to make it better than Space Wars. Okay. Alright. Tyler. I haven't played Rocket League, but that game does look pretty sick. And yeah, people just I, go on about I, how much fun it is all the time. I've been considering buying it, but I just haven't bothered. So I'll probably yeah, give I, it to I, Rocket I'm, League because it sounds pretty amazing. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with Tall on this. I think that... Uh, Rocket League brings... It is a game that would have been very easy to get wrong on a lot of levels, and they got it right on every level. Uh, it's it's really a master class in game design. I gotta give it to Rocket League. They got it wrong the first time, even. They did get it wrong the first time. They had to take a mulligan on it to make Rocket League. <laughs> what was their, their first game called? Supersonic Acrobatic Something Robot Cars. See, they even got it wrong when the title... Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars. Yeah, that's a bad title. That's an awesome title. That is a funny title to write on a whiteboard. That is not a title anybody can remember. Rocket League is nice and simple and immediately gets the idea across. I would agree Rocket League is a better title, but that is a genuinely cool title. Uh, Anyway, that means we just have one more game to compare Space Wars to. Tyler... How does it compare to Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, the experimental and highly ambitious sequel to Metal Gear Solid that uh, significantly advanced the nature of interactive narratives? (laughs) I love the batshit insane story of Metal Gear Solid. And as cool as Space Wars is, it just doesn't have that batshit insane story. That's true. I I gotta give it to Metal Gear Solid just because it's just... It's so ridiculous. Okay. Tall, Space Wars is about a man creating a computer in the modern era, and Metal Gear Solid 2 is a game about the creation of computers in the modern era. How do these compare? Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, in that case, Space Wars is ranked. The Eye of the Dragon has been knocked out of the top ten. And Space Wars is at number four, directly above Pokemon Yellow, directly below Metal Gear Solid 2. Gosh. 
this top ten just won't stabilize. It's going crazy. That was a pretty good... Ever since that yeah. Game of the Year episode, everything's just been going nuts. Uh, anyway, we're on to our next game, which is Quack. Uh, this is, it's spelled Q-W-A-K exclamation point, just to be clear. Is the exclamation point part of the title, or...? That's what this looks like, yeah. Uh, this was made by Atari for arcades in 1974, even predating, uh, Space Wars. This is an early light gun game by Atari. Your goal is to use your rifle to shoot the ducks that fly across the screen. So, it's Duck Hunt. It's Duck Hunt, yeah. Ducks fly across the screen one at a time, and you're given three shots to get it. If you're successful, your hunting dog will go and collect the duck. It's literally it, duck It's hunt. just duck hunt. Duck hunt is listed as a clone of Quack on Wikipedia. Wow, okay. Man, Nintendo, gosh. The marsh reeds and tree branch are provided via a color... I'm looking up uh, screenshots of Quack, because now I need to know how much it looks well, there's like. There's a problem, because there is a game called Quack without an exclamation mark. <laughs> that came out in 1989, and oh, it is a platformer. Wow. This, is, this is kind of amazing. This is such an old game. Like I said, this is like I think it's in '74. Yep. The uh, reeds and tree branch are not rendered on the screen; they are painted onto the screen. I, <laughs> my dad owned a handheld Donkey Kong game with the same thing, uh-huh. where it was yeah, just, just Donkey just Kong rendered, link with it. and they painted the stuff on. That's kind of incredible. <laughs> Wasn't there some system where it was like, in order to play the different games, you had to like stick something onto your TV? Uh, well, so Pong had a bunch of things you could stick to your TV to like, now it's volleyball, now it's <laughs> hockey, now, you know. It's... That sort of thing, yeah. Right, yeah. Alright, yeah, I'm, I'm down with Quack. It's just Duck Hunt, but earlier. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, I like Duck Hunt. I'm, yeah, like this retroactively. So all Duck Hunt brought to the table was making the dog a smug son of a bitch. <laughs> and I guess making it playable in your home and not at an arcade. Nah, but who needs that? <laughs> so let's see. 162. You look at 81 again. Is that still My Sims Kingdom? I don't that think is, is Trains. That is Trains Railroad Simulator 2006. Tyler, how do these compare? I mean, it's just Duck Hunt. I gotta go to Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, but like, what, ten years before Duck Hunt happened? Right. Yeah, I gotta go for for Quack. Okay, okay. Tall. Quack. Quack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am on board with Quack. Tall, oh. how does Quack compare to Forza 3? Quack. Alright, Tall, are you still on the line, or is a duck flown into your uh, computer room? Oh, Quack. shit. <laughs> Son of a... Damn it! Ah. Alright, well, duck, you're voting on this one, I guess. Uh, I have a feeling you'll be biased, but we'll see how it works out. Tyler, how are you voting? I'm gonna go for Quack above Forza. Okay, yeah. Um, I... Might have given it to Forza, but I can see the argument for Quack moving up. <coughs> uh, in that case, Tyler, how does it compare to Sinistar, the arcade space shooter where 
You can fly around in open space to hunt down the pieces of Sinistar and destroy them before the enemies reassemble them, and then he talks to you all spooky and chases you around the map to eat you. That sounds pretty you good. Gotta, yeah. My, it's like one of the earliest examples of voice acting in video yeah, games. Yeah, that, that does sound pretty sweet. I might have to give it to Sinistar just because it sounds like a really sick space game. Yeah. Plus, okay. Uh, Doc, cool. how about you? Quack. Tell me quack. Tyler, I don't think this duck can actually talk. I think it's just quacking. I don't think it's voting for quack. <laughs> what? We need an interpreter. Do you speak duck? I do not. Ah, oh, shit. I don't either. Hold on. I am going to put... I'm opening up Google Translate. Does Google Translate have a setting for duck? Well, that's what I'm going to check. Uh, and we need to... We want from... Well, I'm just going to detect language, and I'm going to say Q-W-A-K. Apparently, okay, it says that it's detected Maltese. So apparently ducks speak Maltese. I did not know that. That's handy. Uh, And it translates in English into quack. So he is, in fact, voting for quack. Great. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to also vote for quack. I think, uh... If it's a light gun game good enough for Nintendo to rip it off, it's probably yeah, better. Suppose so, that's... Yeah, like, Nintendo is not a company that usually rips other people off. They might have other problems, but that's usually not one of them. Yeah. Well, Duck, uh, how do you think the Quack compares to Queen the Eye, the action-adventure game for PC where you... Uh, have to free a dystopian future from a malevolent computer using the rock music of Queen. Quack. Alright, that's a vote for Quack. Uh, Tyler? I mean, Queen the Eye really just sounds like the video game version of the We Will Rock You musical. Which... Yeah, that's... That they actually... Which, uh, this came first, and they reused parts yeah, of that musical. I gotta go for Queen the Eye, because you know, fighting dystopian tyrants with Queen music pretty hardcore yeah. yeah i think i think i gotta go with you on that i i'm i'm all on board on queen as much as i like quack, quack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry duck uh just just fell short of the top 10 uh tyler how does quack compare to iron lord another adventure game this time you're a knight and you go around the, the medieval village and you fuck dudes up with your sword. And then you, like, enter an archery contest. You shoot a guy in the butt. And then a grim reaper appears on the horizon when you die. And he's like, you have failed this land. And all that kind of shit. And it's super metal as hell. And it was developed by two people in a castle. In a castle. Yeah, Ubisoft rented out a castle for the two-person development team. Well, I was going to give it to Quack. But considering that it's a game made in a castle... Uh-huh. I gotta give it to Iron Lord then, because I mean, in a castle, that's just pretty cool. All right then, Duck. Iron Lord. Okay, good, good. So, uh, who's back down? Wait, Tall, are you back, or does the duck just sound a lot like you? What? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Duck. How do you think that Quack compares to Super Mario Maker? Uh, the game you, where you make your own Mario levels and share them online, and it's got a really intuitive, fun-to-play-with interface, and listen, Duck Hunt once shared a cartridge with Mario. These two are like bosom buddies. I'm back. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> so... Chase that duck out of there? There... what? 
Oh, there was a there was a duck. What? We we just let him place for a while. Did you? Not, I don't I mean, know what I you're talking think, about. Luke. I would assume there'd be like feathers and duck shit all over the place. The point is, Super Mario Maker is a tool which you uh-huh. can use to create ripoffs of Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Quack is an original title that Nintendo ripped off, then made uh-huh. its fortune on Duck Hunt and Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Wait a second, I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> so that in 2015, they could release Super Mario Maker on the backs of Quack. If you say uh, so, so okay. I'll vote for Quack. All right, Tyler. I go for Super Mario Maker. That game is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Mario Maker too. One time, I moved a block, and a bunch of flies flew out from under it, and then I had to swat the flies, and all of a sudden, it turned into the Flyswatter mini game from Mario Paint. It was really cool. Awesome. Mario yeah. Maker Two could be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. It won't okay. be called Mario Maker. It'll be made by someone else and come out in ten years and be exactly the same game. What if they do a Duck Hunt Maker? Ooh. How could you... What would yeah. you change, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tall, Shoot the dog instead. How does Quack compare to Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt, the sweeping epic RPG game uh, based on the Polish series of fantasy novels? Quack's a better hunting game. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. damn. Shots fired. Ooh. Tyler. Uh, probably well known that uh, I think The Witcher 3 is probably my favorite game of all time. Okay. And I'm quite upset with its current ranking, but I keep quiet about that. So I'm giving it to The it's Witcher 3. It's worse than Deadly Premonition. Ooh. I'm giving it to The Witcher 3 because I just cannot hate that game in any way. Yeah, I'm giving it to Quack. Nerds. <laughs> Nerd. Which means there's just one last game to compare Quack to. Tyler, how does it compare to Deadly Premonition, the quirky, offbeat survival horror game uh, inspired by Twin Peaks, where at the end it turns out you were your own imaginary friend all along? That does sound pretty good. I do like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably give it to Quack. Okay. Because. Alright. It's Duck Hunt. Sure. It's 1974 as well. That's really impressive. Yeah. Tall? Deadly Premonition has a lot of silly stuff in it. Yeah. But nothing as good as sticking a picture of grass <laughs> on the arcade. That cabinet. is true. If there was... Man, what, if you had a like screen to stick in front of your TV when playing Deadly Premonition, what do you think it would be? Hmm. <sighs> Can I just get, like, just a picture like... of Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks? Just to stare <laughs> at him? Uh, you just, just set up a projector and project Twin Peaks yeah, Just play it on top of the game. Deadly Premonition. Uh, Alright, well, in that case, uh, Quack takes it. It is placed number 18, directly above Deadly Premonition, directly below Super Mario Maker. So, we are now moving on to our fourth game? Wow, we're going quick here. Blazing through it. I forgot how efficient this process could be when people don't fuck around. When there's not like six people here. Yeah, and when we don't talk about breast expansion fetishism for a half. Why is that a thing? 
No, don't worry about it. Um, Apparently there was even a duck here at some point? Yeah, well, that... I mean, yeah, he was coming through on your audio channel. If I think he you was... say so. Tall, I'm... The fact that you don't know anything about this duck makes me concerned that it wasn't actually a duck and you went into some kind of fugue state. There is the possibility that Tal is just a were-duck. And that would explain why he came back when we started talking about Mario Maker. His hatred for that game that I don't understand snapped him out of it. <laughs> I don't have a hatred for the game Mario Maker. You, you get real snotty about it whenever it comes up. I have no hatred for the game Mario Maker. Tall, don't turn into a duck again on me. Oh, God. Tall? Yes? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game is Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. This was released in 1999 for... PC, N64 and Windows. Oh, this is so 64, though? I'm already scared. This appears to be a Tomb Raider. Oh, it's like a... The year is 1947. Uh, Dr. Jones Jr. is on retirement from adventuring, living the life of a scholar and an archaeologist, but soon he meets his old flame and <coughs> new enemies. Soviets are tracking parts of a mysterious, powerful machine from... This sounds like they got a hold of the script for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like a decade and a half before the... Isn't that out, just, like, you know, the basic... Story of Indiana Jones, though. Well, no, because that he hunts uh, down like weird alien artifacts. Soviets. But, uh, yeah. I suppose, but I mean that yeah. that would just kind of happen because time goes on. Right. Can't be fighting you Nazis ready to forever. Lead Indy into adventures in lost temples, under mountains, and through unexplored mines for tales of missing artifacts, <laughs> snake encounters, and other things. Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine combined action and adventure in a way the older indie games did not. The gameplay is inspired by Tomb Raider, oh. as Indy moves through a 3D representation of 17 locations around the world. The game engine is modified from Jedi Knight. Oh. Okay. There is also a 2D version that came out for the Game Boy Color in 2001. Hmm. How does the Nintendo 64 version look better than the PC version? <laughs> that is saying something. Uh... Let's see here. Yeah, what? It has a Zelda-style equipment system, and on the right C-stick, there's just a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that equipment system... That is straight, straight out of Zelda. Out of Zelda. Yeah. Man. Actually, for an N64 game, this doesn't look awful. Yeah, I thought I thought that was an early PS2 game at first. Yeah, this, this looks okay. Um, I'm trying to is see what reception good? was. The PC version has a 73% on game rankings. Um, looks to me like the the big... Uh, okay, so the big criticism against it is that it's kind of a rip-off of Tomb Raider. <laughs> which... I mean, fair enough. That's me. So yeah. innocent. You could criticize a game for being too similar to another game. Right. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> You could say the other way that Tomb Raider is just a game version of what Indiana Jones always was. Well, yeah. But Indiana Jones is not an original concept itself. It was just a modernization yeah, good of point. pulp serials. Right. Oh, okay. So, Tall, the PC version came out in 1999, and they updated it for the N64 release. That's why it looks better. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks, this looks okay looks to right. me. Not amazing, but it looks okay. 
Game Boy Color version looks good. Yeah, let's see just how okay it is. So we've ranked, what, 163 so far? 163. Originally, UFOs were planned to be used as a plot device, though George Lucas vetoed the idea, still reserving for a then-undeveloped fourth movie. (laughs) Because that turned out so well. Yeah, I don't know, this to me sounds like the people writing this game had some kind of, some level of inside (coughs) access where they knew some details that George Lucas was knocking around for a theoretical fourth movie that then made their way into Crystal Skull. Uh, which is sort of interesting, considering this game is so much earlier than that movie. Yeah, when did Crystal but, uh, Skull come out? Like how does it compare to Full Throttle 1984? It's better. Yeah. Uh, Tyler? Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. it sound, sounds just like Tomb Raider. I like it's Tomb Raider. <clears throat> well, but Tyler, how does it compare to Need for Speed Underground? The uh, Need for Speed game that uh, put a much heavier emphasis on drift racing... It even had a whole mode devoted to drifting. I really like Need for Speed Underground. Okay. But I'm also aware that it was a pretty shit game. Oh, was it? Yeah, kind of was. it was pretty well liked. Uh, it doesn't hold up very well. I tried to go back uh, and play it a few years ago. It's, it's not very good. So I'll probably give it to Indiana Jones here. Okay. Tall? I'll give it to Indy. I still think I would have given it to Need for Speed, but I'm outvoted. Indy moves up to number 19. Tall, how does it compare to Deadly Premonition? Deadly Premonition is probably <coughs> better. Okay, okay. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to go with Deadly Premonition. Yeah, I'm Especially since we upgraded it with that picture of Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Fox aren't pretty good, though. It is, I mean, it looks like Indiana Jones. That box art does. Uh, Tyler, how does Indiana Jones compare to Van Dyke, a top-down arcade game where you're like a barbarian dude who just fucks up skeletons with an axe, and then you ride a zombie turtle around and fuck up even more skeletons? Um, never even heard of that game. Yeah. Is it, what, was it like Gauntlet? Uh, it's Gauntlet-esque, but it's single-player. Uh... I'll probably give it to Indiana Jones then, just because. Okay. What platform? That puzzle solving. Oh, this is an arcade game. Okay, because the Mm. aspect ratio is vertical. (coughs) Yeah. Uh, Arcade beat em ups are kind of a dime a dozen, but I like Tomb Raider, so I'm going to vote for Indiana. Alright, Indiana takes it. So, Tall, how does it compare to Grand Theft Auto V, the biggest and most ambitious Grand Theft Auto game to date? Featuring three playable protagonists and probably uh, some large number of square footage of explorable space. <laughs> I don't like it very much, so I don't know much about it. I feel like they don't actually take advantage of how much stuff is in that explorable space. Mm-hmm. You, you only explore like maybe a fifth of the map through like side missions and story missions. Seriously? Oh, jeez. This game just sounds worse and worse all the time. Yeah, they kind of just send you, like, up north for a couple story missions, and then you just don't go back. Okay. Uh, Tyler, how are you voting? If it was just the single player for GTA we were talking about here, I'd probably give it to Indiana Jones, but I spent a lot of time on GTA Online just fucking around with friends. Okay. So if we're including GTA Online, i got to go for GTA. Alright, no, we definitely are. Uh, I'm voting Indiana Jones, because fuck GTA. <laughs> uh, 
Tyler, how does Indiana Jones compare to Picross 3D, a Nintendo DS puzzle game where you have, like, a cube made up of smaller cubes with numbers on them, and the numbers give you logical clues as to which cubes you gotta chip away, and when you chip away all the right cubes, you're left with, like, a sculpture of a penguin, or something else that's real cute looking. I really like Picross. I gotta go for Picross, it's just so... So neat. Tall? Picross 3D is one of the best puzzle games ever made. So I'll vote for 3D. <laughs> okay. I will also vote for Picross 3D. So, uh, how does Indiana Jones compare to Sinistar at all? Is Sinistar, like, good besides the I Am Sinistar? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it wouldn't be at number 22 if it wasn't. Yeah. What did you say, Tall? Indiana Jones. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to go for Indiana Jones as well. Alright, I'm going to vote for Sinistar. I've actually Ooh. played Sinistar. Right? Yeah, I haven't I like played it. it. Uh, that means that Indiana Jones is ranked directly above Sinistar, directly below Picross 3D. Man, we're not even at the hour point yet, and we only got one game left. Man, we got to pad that time. Paul runs a tight ship when he's one of the only guests on the show. <laughs> We got one person that just knows what the hell is up, and one person who is on their first episode and isn't ready to say a bunch of dumb bullshit because they don't know when it's appropriate to. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So our last game to rank is Time Dominator. I don't know anything about this Pretty awesome title. Also known as Socket, it plays very similarly to Sonic the Hedgehog, so much oh so my. that it's often called a Sonic ripoff or clone. This character art is not is in he face. like a duck? I, he, I think he's a duck. Yeah, he's a duck with a spiral hat. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a duck with like a beanie and a striped shirt, and he's just. Mm. <laughs> Its sense of speed and platforming gameplay contributed to this thinking. In this game, players collect energy, represented by lightning bolts, which the robot Socket consumed when he moved. So you guess he's a robot duck? Is he does not look like a robot. Yeah, Is no. he one of the animals that Sonic rescues? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this energy also served as the life meter, rather like Golden Rings and Sonic. The stages were named to reflect this fast-paced gameplay. All the zones follow a three-act pattern, beginning with a fast-paced racing zone, followed by a more platformer-style area, and ending with a more puzzle-style labyrinth. This is followed by a boss battle. This literally sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, And here's the thing about Sonic the Hedgehog that... So, we haven't rated a proper Sonic game yet. That'll come. But, uh... The Sonic games (coughs) are really technologically advanced for their time they have a very robust physics engine to handle sonic's momentum and all that stuff and it that lost processing complicated (laughs) trigonometry and stuff but uh the level design in sonic is always a very difficult proposition even in the actual sonic games because making a game that like plays with that physics engine in interesting and surprising ways is kind of difficult and a, I doubt this game is as technologically advanced as Sonic, and B, I doubt it had as good of uh, developers behind it as Sonic. And if the Sonic games mess up that kind of level design from time to time, I have a hard time thinking some low-rate rip-off artists are going to do a better job of it. 
<laughs> watching this, this really is like literally yeah. a reskin of Sonic. It's it's just Sonic, except it seems to run a bit shittier. Great. Yeah, I am. And the uh, animations let's, aren't. Let's... They're so bad. Let me, let me see if I can find some video of it. Wow. Yep. This looks a lot like Sonic. Ugh. Yeah. Let's see. Yep. We get a whole bunch of box art going here. Apparently the. Uh... The thing you hit at the end of the stage, he, like, plugs himself into a PowerPoint? Yeah, this His is... His tail is like a, a, a socket? This looks like an early prototype of Sonic that got prettied up with some nice-looking sprites. Yeah. And even, like, the character sprites are not nice-looking. <coughs> a lot of right angles I have to jump over instead of sliding over. Yeah. And even on, like, the slides, it... They're so oh, yeah, angular, the, the same curves. kind of blocks as, as uh, Sonic does that you gotta push in, like, the Labyrinth Zone. Yeah, yeah what is the point of having to plug into these power stations? But even, like, the curved surfaces this? are so angular that, like, the animations for it look so bad. Yeah, this looks bad. According to the wiki page uh, in the Sega Zone magazine, Stuart Campbell gave it the lowest possible score. Citation needed. Yeah, citation needed. <laughs> uh, he does like an after image effect when he goes real fast, but it's like they accomplish that by having the sprite in front flicker, which looks awful. Uh, yeah, this is no good. This is no good. This is dreadful. This looks like How shitty no Sonic ripoff. Yeah. Apparently, he's a time traveling duck, for what that's worth. Okay. Even that's a rip-off of Sonic. Th well, this probably came out before Sonic CD. No, but, uh, yeah, after. This came out in 93. Okay, whoa, so. whoa, whoa. If this came out after the original Sonic the Hedgehog, it was a little forgivable. You're telling me this came out after Sonic CD? Mm -hmm. This came out in 94. And when did Sonic CD come out? 93. Jesus. Okay, yeah, these people are assholes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Let's look at game number 81 again, because that's the number my algorithm likes today. Uh, Tyler, how does it compare to X-Wong? X-Wong's gotta get it. That game looks awesome. And yeah, this game just all... looks awful. X-Wong's better. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, whoop. I messed up. Hold on one sec. Do, do, do. 164. Worse. Okay. Uh, now we're looking at number 123. Tal, how does it compare to General Knowledge for Dummies, which is essentially a an extremely stripped-down encyclopedia for children on the Nintendo DS? General Knowledge for Dummies <coughs> is better. Okay. Tyler? Yeah. I have no idea what that game is, and it's got to be better than this. Yeah. At least you learn something from General Knowledge for Dummies. What is it just one of those for Dummies books that they tried to put into a game? You know, I don't know what counts as general knowledge. We could find very little information on this game, other than that it exists. <laughs> uh, we'll find a copy in the bargain bin for like two bucks. Yeah. I feel exactly. that's an insulting gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. Hey, dummy, here's some general knowledge for you. Uh, Tyler, how does this game compare to Dekayanku Tough the Truck, a the Sega that? Saturn off-road racing game that has, as far as we can tell, only two selectable vehicles 
and runs at about five frames per second. That just sounds like it would make me nauseous. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yes. I'll probably have to give it to the socket then because I, I'm a frame rate whore. In my video games. Okay. Okay. Tall. Would you like to take a general knowledge quiz? Uh. Okay. Sure. Hit me. Who rolling? was Monty Python's life of blank? Brian. Well, Who was correct. he? What Jewish celebration commemorates an event concerning children and lamb's blood? Passover. Correct. Rhinitis is inflammation of the mucous membranes of what? Uh, the nostrils? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Which of these countries does not have a coastline on the Atlantic Ocean? Suriname, Portugal, Ghana, or Turkey? Well, I think... I don't know if, like... I'm going to say Turkey. Yeah, that would be Turkey, wouldn't it? Okay. It's nowhere near the Atlantic. Well, but it's near, like, a sea that connects to the Atlantic, so I didn't know how that broke down, but... I don't think a general knowledge quiz is going to trick you like that. Okay. <laughs> Which two American track and field athletes who finished first and third in 200 meters <coughs> were sent home from the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City after they performed the Black Power Salute on the victory stand? I have no fucking idea. I have idea. no idea what their names are. Hold on. Basically, my knowledge of that is that the guy that came second was Australian, because it's Australia's claim to fame. It is uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. All right, great. The Union of South Africa was formed in 1910. Which area did not join the Union until 1919? Uh, I don't have any. No fucking clue. It was Southwest Africa. Okay. Currently, we've had four out of seven correct. Great. That's more than 50%. Sweet. Michael A. directed what 1999 film starring Jim Broadbent and Timothy Spall about a famous music theater partnership? Uh, uh, the producers? No. The answer was topsy-turvy. Gotcha. Didn't know that movie. Never total, heard. four out of seven correct. Great. Meanwhile, Tom, how are you voting on Dekayanku versus Socket? Dekayanku's better. Okay. Uh, let's see, so that's one for Socket, one for Dekayanku. I think I gotta give it to Dekayanku, because at least it tried, instead of just ripping off another person badly. I mean, neither of these games are any good, but... Yeah, Dekayanku attempted something. Tall, how does... Ooh, here's Bad Platformer versus Bad Platformer. How does Socket compare to Captain Planet and the Planeteers for Sega Genesis? Uh, this That's is a game, a game with uh, four stages where you play as one of each of the Planeteers, except for Mati, who just serves as the game's hint system. That's what I was about to say. It's definitely not four Planeteers. At the end of the game, you summon Captain Planet to fight the end boss, and it looks like kind of like a really terrible Mega Man clone. Sounds better than... Uh... Time Dominator. Okay. Tyler? It's only got four stages. Yeah. Even then, I think it's still probably better. This game is Time Dominator. Okay. It's just Sonic, but shit. I think I would have given it to Time Dominator. Captain Planet looks like dog shit, but then again, so does Time Dominator. Yeah. Uh... So, Time Dominator goes down. It is the first game to... Well, it might not necessarily break into the bottom ten. We'll see. 
Um, how does it compare to Online Tennis Manager? This is a browser-based tennis management sim simulator that me and Tall are both pretty sure we got viruses from uh, <laughs> attempting to play. So, uh, yeah, Tyler, how does it compare to that? Uh, any game that gives you viruses has got to be pretty shit. Yeah. This game looks like it was just made from those shitty Facebook art posts that came up all the time. Yeah, yes. I mean... And, oh my god, this guy looks like an alien. How... how let, me, let me slide this onto the table. Okay. At least you don't have to pay for Online Tennis Manager. It's true. That is true. You have to pay in your sanity. Imagine paying $60 for a or bad $80 Sonic maybe even. Ugh. In Australia? Oof. You're getting off oh, light yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So are you mm. Socket or Tennis Manager? I'm voting Tennis Manager. Okay. I'd say Socket. That pretty much did sway me. I mean, you don't have to pay for this shitty game, so you can just ignore it. Socket's yeah, worse, because I... you have to pay for it. Okay. Oh, wait, so you are voting Tennis Manager, Tyler? Yeah, it's worse. Okay. No, sorry, um, no, um, Socket's worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I might, might have still gone with Socket because at least it is a game, which I question about Online Tennis Manager, <laughs> but okay. Uh, Tyler, how does Socket compare to Las Vegas Tycoon, a simulator of where you can build your own casino in Las Vegas, and it primarily lost points because it's rated T, and the rankers who placed that game felt like you cannot properly simulate Las Vegas and maintain a T rating. Hmm. I mean, it does look kind of shit. It does, yes. So what's the deal with it? Is it just like, why T rating? You, so uh, you literally you just look, build casinos with nothing in them, but like... Yeah. That sounds awful. It doesn't sound good. It sounds worse than Time Dominator. I think it looks more competent than Time Dominator. It does. Yeah. But also, when you're aiming, like, at the ground, it's hard to applaud you when you hit your target. Yeah. Then again, Time Dominator wasn't aiming much higher. This seems like a perfectly fine T-rated Las Vegas Tycoon. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I think I gotta go with you, Tal. I think I gotta vote for Las Vegas Tycoon over this. They're both pretty terrible. Yeah. So, Time Dominator continues to fall. Uh, now we've got two different kinds of bad cash-ins on Sonic. Tall, how does it compare to Sonic Shuffle? It's Mario Party, but with Sonic. I mean, at least you're getting the genuine article of Sonic Shuffle. That's true. So I think it's better than Time Dominator. Okay. Alright. Tyler? Yeah, I'm the same deal. Like, yeah, it's a shitty cash-in, but at least it's okay. Sonic. And not a shitty cash-in that's a rip-off of Sonic. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Sonic Shuffle takes it. We're down to 162. Uh, Tyler, how does it compare to Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party, a blatant ripoff of Breakout, where the paddle is replaced with, uh, dick pill, the ball is placed with a naked erect man, and the blocks are replaced with naked women, and it's for the Atari, so 
It's not even really, like, pornographic. It tries to be, but it just doesn't have the resolution necessary. That sounds awful. Yeah. There's a reason it's at 162. <laughs> yeah, I would give it to Time Dominator in that case. Because okay. I'm looking at it now, and these are... Are these supposed to be naked people? Yes. Okay, because they just look like someone just, like, shat a little when they fought it. What, what, <laughs> what were the arguments against this game? Against this game? Uh, primarily that it is a rip-off of a better game, and okay. that it is uh, bad pornography, and it's made by the same company made by Custer's, that made Custer's Revenge, so we were completely disinclined to give it any level of benefit of the Was there a market for shitty pornographic Atari games that I was just unaware uh, of? Mystique sure thought there was. I think this is probably, in the end, a more competent bad breakout clone than Tom Dominator is a bad Sonic clone. Uh, As loath as I am to say anything nice about Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party, I think you're probably right. Um, In which case, uh, Tom Dominator continues to drop... Tall, how does it compare to Vitamin X, We Are Super Superment Boys, a visual novel slash dating simulator where you are a high school teacher who is uh, put in charge of a class of rambunctious young boys uh, who just don't pay attention to good in school. Many of them have been held back repeatedly from graduating. And the gimmick in the game is that you can choose to either uh, educate these kids. You pick, like, one kid to focus on, and you can either educate him or uh, romance him and get into, like, a bad teacher situation uh, or a hot-for-teacher situation, whatever. Uh, And the best ending, of course, involves you doing both so that as soon as they graduate, you can have hot sex. With your student. Yes. I will vote for Time Dominator. Okay, good. I didn't have to bring up the offensive trans character. <laughs> oh, that exists. Excellent. Yeah. Of course it does. Japan. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going for Time Dominator. Yeah, I'm also voting for Time Dominator. This game just so seems creepy is... in all the worst ways. Yeah, it does. It super does. In that case, Tom, Time Dominator is ranked at number 163, directly above Vitamin X, directly below Swedish Erotica. And with that, we've ranked five new games, and we have shaken up both the top and bottom ten tonight. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, let's just uh, run through that bottom and top ten real quick. Even though we sort of talked about much of the bottom ten moments ago, it's tradition. <laughs> At number 165, we've got Custer's Revenge. Number 164, Vitamin X, We Are Super Superment Boys. Now, it's a shame, too, because that's such a good title. It is a very weird title. What is a Superman? Yeah. What? As far as we can tell, it's a bad translation of supplement. That's what I figured, but... What is yeah. supplement? Well, I assume it's just a pun on Vitamin X, because they're in, like, Class X, and they call themselves Vitamin X as, like, a cool name. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Number 163, Time Dominator, a.k.a. Socket. 
Number 162, Swedish Erotica Bachelor Party. Number 161, Sonic Shuffle. Number 160, Las Vegas Tycoon. Number 159, Guitar Hero Van Halen. Number 158, Online Tennis Manager. Number 157, Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. And number 156, Wild Wheels. Congratulations to Quix for finally breaking out of the bottom ten. I can't believe Desert Speed Trap is still there. I can't believe it's still right next to Wild Wheels. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, up at the top ten, we've got Queen, the Eye at number ten. At number nine, Ray Tracers. Number eight, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. I love that title. Yeah. Number seven, Bayonetta. Number six, Wii Sports. Number five, Pokemon Yellow Version. Number four, Space Wars. Number three, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Number two, (coughs) Rocket League. And number one, still the best game ever to our knowledge, Elite Beat Agents. God, it's so good. Yeah. That's that's coming up on... I wish I still had my coffee. I need to check and see like how long-standing all of the number ones have been, because I think Queen the Eye was the longest-standing one, and Elite Beat Agents might be giving it a run for its money at this point. I gotta see. Anyway, uh, Tyler, is there anything you want to tell people about? Any Twitter accounts you want followed? Any Kickstarters you want kickstarted? Not really. I stay off Twitter. Right. I'm a lazy fuck. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Tall, how about you? Anything you, any message you feel that you, the world needs to know about? I played through Gears of War today. Yeah, how was that? It's still pretty good. Not as good as the sequels. Yeah? Okay. Just want to bring attention to the plights of the world's were ducks. <laughs> it's yeah, hard Tal, living you... life as part duck. Tall, do you ever find that like sometimes you have like some old pieces of wet bread in like your bed when you wake up in the morning is that weird uh tall i think you might need to go to a doctor you're maybe like a vet well sees ducks i don't want to scare you but at the same time i think you might need to be a little concerned but if i go to the doctor then the problem becomes real (laughs) <laughs> Tall, I don't think that's how that works. Tall, I just don't want to lose my my most efficient placer to the to becoming so a so efficient. Duck. Normally, these run for hours. Yeah, I'm just I'm worried about you. So, what's like the trigger for turning into a duck for werewolves? It's know. the what, moon. Is it? Think of, is what, it just like talking do? about duck video games? And that must be it, right? Because we were talking about Quack, and all of a sudden, we started to hear... like it's At first, it just sounded like he was voting for the game Quack, but then he just kept saying Quack over and over. I... Hmm. Tal, you okay, buddy? I'm okay. Okay. All right. I keep waiting for you to like go along with the bit and start quacking again so I can end the episode on a stinger. <laughs> but I guess that's not happening. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening to this show, thanks, I guess. I don't know why you, you do, but I appreciate it. Uh, you should go on iTunes and subscribe to us and then give us a nice review and give us a high rating, please. 
And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can follow my normal Tumblr account at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. And you can follow my other Twitter account, online erotica underscore txt, where I post real quotes and excerpts from around the internet of erotic stories. Let's read one now. <laughs> Stacy's circumstances found her choosing four men on every day of every week. That's going to do it for this time. See you next episode on Let's Place. And that. Hmm. All that placing. <laughs>